0: What? <laughs> For another helping of oysters, clams, and cockles, presented by Bolin Media, please respect and enjoy the podcast. I am Brother Ross, here with Brother Barrett, and we will be here as we always have been. <laughs> Brother Barrett, did I, oh, sure, sure. two, you, did I tell you things heated
1: up later you, in season two, or did I tell you things heated up later in season two? You did, you did. And... Um... I, even if i had just like fully believed you i mean i did fully believe you but uh but there was no way for you to to oversell it i would say because um six seven and then eight nine i mean you know we love a penultimate episode around these parts oh yeah and and, and and the penultimate didn't disappoint nor did uh the episode prior to it uh and we we are just we're on a you know this this ship. It's 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 taken off straight for the sun, and it hasn't slowed down yet. And uh, and Ross, um, I, I we can't answer the question to who built the foundation when there is no foundation. Wow, yeah, that do- it becomes problematic uh, for one that, of our catchphrases. That, that seems like a that seems like a a bit of an issue uh-huh. uh, in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, in it, bro. Good lord, lot lots to. Lots to digest, lots to talk about, and um, I, you know, now I will say that some of what happened was, uh, you know, either I'm just like very gifted in 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 prognostication, or uh, <laughs> it was all too obvious. Uh, not I, and I don't think it was the latter, really. I think it's more the former. So let me just gas myself up because um, it didn't. It, it, when the things happened that i had predicted were going to happen it wasn't like an eye roll it was you talking like, about
0: like Demerzel specifically Demerzel. cuz pre- that was I pre- that was laid out pretty I pre-
1: yeah i predicted that hober marshmallow would save the day yeah at, you know like there were just some you know just just some things like that yeah that, that we had kind of talked about that that really came to fruition so
0: yeah you were um, you were spot on with some of your uh, more robotic predictions uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that I couldn't really obviously yeah, comment on yeah, at the time. Yeah, Hope, yeah, Hopefully, I had a good poker face. And not but... to
1: mention, I mean, not, look, you you have all watched the episode, so there's no no real spoilers here. But what what we got? Zombie zombie Seldon. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, WTF? I don't. I'm. We'll have to get to that when we get to it. <laughs> we'll have to get to that when we get to it. We've got but one episode I, left still. The finale. Yeah, that's true. We do have the finale. I'm glad that we saved it for a solo show so that we could. We can talk about the season as a whole once we've once we've wrapped it all up, um, but yeah, we 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 better jump in because there's there's a lot.
0: Let's do it. But before we dive into episodes eight and nine of season two of Foundation on Apple TV Plus, I expect many of you here today would like to hear Barrett and I react to and do a breakdown of the first House of the Dragon season two teaser trailer that was released over the weekend. If you haven't watched it, you can check Please it out me. on our Instagram or Twitter account. But, because we have so much foundation to discuss today, and we also need to discuss the new True Detective Night Country trailer that HBO also dropped, we're going to talk about both on our Patreon-exclusive episode later this week. Every week on Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, we drop an ad-free episode exclusively for those subscribing for as little as $5 a month in support of the podcast. Our show would not exist without the support of the Clam Fam and Mollusk Militia on Patreon. And when you subscribe today... And ensure our podcast will live long into the future. You'll immediately gain access to our entire backlog of ad-free exclusive episodes, including our entire companion podcast for all 86 episodes of The Sopranos, also House of the Dragon Season 1 bonus coverage, as well as Succession, The White Lotus, The Last of Us, and Silo bonus coverage. I also went into our Patreon and created a collection for our movie club, as it is known, where... Barrett and I did a companion podcast for 16 different movies so far, including Oppenheimer, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Joker, 1917, Knives Out, Casino Royale, The Talented Mr. Ripley, and more. So go to patreon.com slash oystersclamscockles today and join over 1,000 other listeners in support of our show to hear us discuss the new House of the Dragon teaser trailer later this week, as well as obviously more of Foundation Season 2,
1: Episodes 8 and 9. There's a... uh... There's a lot you're excited for, but but the people probably don't know that top of your list is the Joker sequel starring uh, Lady Gaga. That's, oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, oh, sure. Off mic, you just can't stop talking. That's about true. It, so I bring yeah. it up constantly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, so let's jump into episode eight, season two, episode eight, Foundation, titled "The Last Empress," where Brother Day. I'm going to kind of do this out of order. All right, yeah, because, yeah, because I think it makes sense. Brother yeah. Day announces. A publicly broadcast execution of Polly Varasov and Brother Constant And during the broadcast, Day attempts to tie foundation to the terrorists Who killed 100 million people in the destruction of the Starbridge And uh, the execution itself is taking place on the anniversary of that bombing So he's really saying, like, these foundation people, we gave them the gift of exile Instead of killing them, right? Mm-hmm, Instead mm-hmm. of ki- killing Harry Seldon and his followers, we, we put them out there. We were trying to be nice. And what did they do? They went
1: and teamed up with the terrorists who killed 100 million of us. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, I would I'd just like to, to, to throw in here that one of the questions that's still out there floating in the wind is that I don't think we actually know who was responsible for, the, that, for that terrorist attack, for the implosion of the Starbridge. Yeah, they just blamed. Um, they blame the thespians and the uh, Anacreans, and the Anacreans. But really, it 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 seems it seems like all of the the harder evidence points to the fact that it wasn't either of them. That it was that 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 was that they were kind of um, framed for that. The scapegoats. And so that's you know that I it I, I think that's it's possible that that's unimportant. That the that the important part is that they they had their scapegoats and and. They laid it on him and and that's kind of a forever thing now as we see here hundreds and hundreds of years later um but uh or, or I guess 150 170 180 years later but uh still still of note because every time they mention that I'm like yeah but they didn't really do that shit. Man. Yeah. Yeah, he's using it though. So
0: to the full effect brother sure. day is using it to uh cast more blame here. So right before brother Constant is beheaded by this little guillotine Necklace device Mm. that Brother Day has resurrected for the occasion Hero Hober Marshmallow drives a whisper ship into the middle of the whole thing Essentially uh, as they put it back on uh, uh, What's the name of the planet where Foundation is? Terminus As they put it back on Terminus Declaring war on behalf of the Foundation And Bell Rios is watching the broadcast when Hober Mallow shows up on camera And he says, I knew it was him before I even saw his fucking face, I knew it was him. That was just like a, a great yeah. moment there. Uh, so Hobart gets out and starts trying to fight his way to Brother Constant and Polly. It's like chaos when he when he oh, yeah. drove this thing in there, knocked everybody everywhere. Mm-hmm. He turned all the guards into like. Idiotic uh, James Bond henchmen or like stormtroopers, they're they're just like, where is he? I, I can't see him. I'm like, well, we can see him pretty plainly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we don't have on those those helmets, you know. Yeah, it they makes have it the, tough. the real dark shields, it's like you can't see shit in those. Yeah, they,
0: those guys, those guys were utterly utterly useless yeah, up there. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to fight his way to Constant and Polly, and then Becky, the dog monster, also participates and almost kills Brother Day. Huge moment there, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. another great one from Lee Pace, just uh, showing you like the different sides of Brother Day, and the, he he lets out like this shriek, like ah, yeah, when yeah, yeah. when that and when Becky bites into him and chunks him almost off of the. Uh, massive platform that they're yeah. on unfortunately becky ends up being shot and falling off the roof of the palace
1: yeah and that was you know i know ne- i never like to see a pet go um, huge bummer but also you know much like i take issue with um sorry guys it's going to take me a minute to get the names the, the 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 hot d names back in my head oh yeah but much as i took issue with what's her face not you know and her dragon not just lighting everybody on fire in the uh in on in, in the the presentation there you know the scene i'm talking about Yeah, everybody, I do. everybody knows i do the queen uh who never was or whatever yes yes the queen who never was right right in in red maven or whatever her dragon's name is uh rainice rainice okay i was going to say rainice but i didn't think that that was right and i didn't I, i'd i would have you know didn't want to be wrong sure there. yeah well uh anyway becky you can't just like reach out one of those stems oh, and just like yeah. grab him on the way, uh, as you fall down too, Pulling right? Pull him with you. You know, cuz she kind of like staggers, she she she's like wow.
0: Do the old Gandalf thing where he where he, you know, that 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 monster uh demon that he has to fight
1: whips whips uh-huh. him on the leg and yeah. pulls him down with him. Yeah. But no, no. Uh it it wasn't to be Becky is stunned. She can't uh she can't kill two birds with with one stone and... Um, R.I.P. Becky. R.I.P. Becky, yeah. She gone. She gone.
0: Uh, Hober Mallow is able to get Constant onto his ship, and they escape, at least for the time being. But they're unable to save Polly, who is left behind. And they really built this scene well, like when they've got uh, Polly and Constant out there. You, I mean, like, my first watch, I was like, oh, they, they're... This is it. They're done. Mm-hmm, I mean, we all mm-hmm, assumed mm-hmm. based on the last couple weeks that they were in a really, really bad spot here. Yep. And it looked like this is something that Brother Day was going to be able to go through with. Um and they had us watching the broadcast too, so that, you know, we could see the people on Terminus's reaction, her two dads, brother Constance's dads were both like super bombed. Everybody's like saying
1: that prayer together. We feel really confident in the two dads thing. We're like positive that yeah, it's, 100%. Two, it's two dads. Yeah. Yeah. Those
0: right. are her dads. Okay. Or they were, um, R.I.P. to everybody yeah. in this episode. But yeah, so Polly gets left behind, and then Hober Mallow and Brother Constant uh, arrive at Terminus, and uh, they're captured by Bel Rios. But first, they get naked, they get freaky and naughty together. Yeah, yeah, which which was also mailed in. Like, <laughs> if you didn't know those two were going to have some kind of a romantic relationship at this point, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they they made sure you know now, right? Um. I like the way that scene unfolded It was like one of those things where They had completely different approaches to it mm-hmm. The two the two people in, engaging in the sexual intercourse, Barrett, Right, right And it made for some humor Coitus Mm-hmm, coitus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It made for some some humorous dialogue Yeah um, But at the same time, pretty heartfelt You know? You, you like these two characters together Of
1: course, of course, of course you do
0: And, uh, but yeah, they end up getting captured by Bell Rios anyway So... Um, Somewhere in the mix here, Glaywyn, who is Bel Rios' husband Mm -hmm. That, remember, he thought was dead for six years He tells Rios that Hobermallow proved that empire can be touched So he's just continuing, Glaywyn, to push this idea of rebellion Right? Onto Bel Rios Who is, of course, the emperor's top and, like, best, most powerful general Mm -hmm. Um, By request of Demerzel, Which is just something important to keep in your mind for later in our discussion today but yes, yeah, of course, because Demerzel is pulling all the strings here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Day, obviously, pretty pissed off about this attack by Mallow and the execution gone wrong. So he decides he's going to go to Terminus himself to take on Foundation, to reclaim the technology that has allowed them to be a thorn in his side. And he's going to take Polly off with him. And then, like, on the way there, Polly and Brother Day have this very... Poignant conversation about how they're both just following the wishes of dead men Like Polly is following Harry Seldon Day is following Cleon the First And this is something that comes up uh, Repeatedly over these two episodes Kind of just giving us a weird Parallel to The way all religions function, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're following the wishes of someone who has long passed um, Most of the time And uh, I, I just like that scene a lot That was really, really well done
1: Yeah uh, I Also probably semi-important to note that queen sarith um kind of seizes the opportunity for for day kind of showing what potentially is a little bit of like uh just savvy political savvy as he's as he you know makes this this kind of move to go to terminus which is out of the wheelhouse of the the cleons yeah not something they do not something that they do they do not make diplomatic forays like this. They do not go try to talk. They they, they, they do let blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they They typically use power and use violence. Uh, Brother and Dusk th- and Demerzel are both like, no, yeah. don't do this. And and so Queen Seraph Sereth? Sereth? Sereth. Sereth, yeah. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if she's kind of like, I think she's kind of trying to reward this this train of thought a little bit. Oh, definitely. And so she goes in, in, and kind of makes out with Day and like gives him... Gives him some smooches kind of as like a, like, yeah, this is like, keep this up. This is good. This is the type of thing that we want going on.
0: Well, she wants his ass to leave for sure. Yeah. Right. Like it's a window for her of opportunity to, to do the things that she That's does true. later That's in this episode. That's also yeah, So it is yeah. savvy, definitely manipulative. Um, And he says, I'll give you a planet as a wedding gift. Mm. And Demerzel is kind of behind her, like put off by the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, On Terminus... One of Constance's dads, the director, Cermak, struggles with his faith, gets drunk, and calls out Selden for allowing his daughter to be a pawn in his game. And so Selden—and I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen him do this—just appears from out of the vault?
1: No, not the first time.
0: Well, we've seen him walk out of the vault— but I don't know if we've seen him, like, just suddenly be next to somebody or, like, behind somebody the way that he does with this guy. And that happens multiple times in this I think 2 episodes. stretch. I, th- I think
1: we have seen it before. It was pretty
0: yeah. pretty wild. Um, and he explains, Selden does, for the 30th time to director Cermak that psychohistory does not account for individuals and their fates, but that he does see and care about individuals like Constant. that everyone matters. And, again... Just another very poignant and beautiful little scene here yeah, between these yeah. two guys That, that kind of gives more depth to 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 one character in Director Sermak That I don't know if we're even supposed to care that much about He's gone by the end of episode 9 mm-hmm. But also kind of giving us more differentiation between the Seldons that we have There's just like, there's a pretty big difference between the one that's in the vault Who pops out here to have this mm-hmm. talk And the one that's over on uh, Ignis Yeah So just something i'm taking note of over on ignis that's ignis <laughs> soldier boy uh, tellum further breaks bad and traps salvor in a hole of a prison with these devices overhead that keep her mind in a prison as well yeah right and it turns out tellum has been body jumping anytime she nears death just finding another vessel to house her consciousness like many times over yeah in the span of her life and she tells Gale that she, Tellum, has been working to bring Gale to Ignis for years. That it was Tellum's voice that Gale heard drawing her away from her home planet. That she planted the visions of waves destroying Gale's home planet when she was a kid. Uh, that basically she's been controlling Gale's like, entire life mm. from afar after like feeling and recognizing her power or yeah. whatever. Yeah, Which... As she was saying all that and as I'm sitting here saying it now, I'm still questioning like how much of it was true. Uh-huh. Like, was was all of this stuff with Gail that we've seen play out really driven by this crazy woman over on Ignis? That's Ignis. Um
1: <laughs> Well, I I think, yeah, that's a really At good question. That's are a true. really good question. But I think that what well, we we've got kind of two sets of facts here. One is that Gale has occasionally had visions like the one of the the giant wave crashing on on um, Whatever uh, her planet uh, was called uh, Shit, yeah, it's not coming to me um, Not Sawena, but You've got it there Synax Synax, thank you, thank you Yeah. So the one with the giant wave kind of taking out Synax right. Is even brought up in an earlier episode I can't remember if it's early season 2 or end of season 1 I think Harry or 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 um, Warden James Harden Seldon uh, mentions that she, that that when they're like talking about her her foresight and her prognostication abilities and, and and all that type of stuff like her ability to see the future they bring that up as one that like well that never happened that never you you never saw that that what you didn't have that vision and then it happened right so there are some things where she kind of like sees something. And then we don't actually know that it ever happens or you know what I mean? Because like when we do go back to Cenex, I sure, maybe that happened, but also it's been 180 years. So like it is all water at that point. So, you know, we don't we don't really know. Um, at the same time, there are multiple things where she has like a sense of something. And then, and like she lifts up a shield, right as a rock flies through the windshield of the spaceship, and like would hit her in the face. You know yeah. what I mean? So like she definitely has has the ability to prognosticate and to see some some future stuff. There are also visions that were that I think were maybe a little bit less certain about, which I think Telm here is is uh, taking responsibility for. Yeah, uh, I'm inclined to believe her. She seems pretty pretty powerful. Yeah. This old, this old tell him here.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. I have no reason not to believe yeah. her, but it was just I didn't want to believe her. Right. I'm right. Go, I'm going like you know. Yeah. So everything up to this point with Gail was driven by yeah, this bad chick crazy right, and, lady, and
1: and now you have to look at everything that ha- that did happen with Gail in a kind of a new light. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But like you said, we have seen Gail have successful like premonitions of things or or feelings and and you know go and change the future as a result, like mm-hmm. when she went and uh, discovered. Um, her old boyfriend who she had a kid with who is now James Harden Selden mm-hmm. um stabbing Harry Rache right Rache yeah Rache Yep Um anyway moving on fortunately Salvor James Harden has the prime radiant hidden on her person even when she's imprisoned in this hole mm-hmm. and she uses it to contact the vault and the other Harry Selden over on Terminus and this was a really complicated scene like just from a logistics standpoint like Harry Terminus Harry has to realize he is a copy and that there is more than one of him and that he has withheld knowledge from himself yeah to some end right and then Terminus Harry
1: figures out like there must be a, must be another foundation I love this scene by the way he's like ah oh, I'm the left hand <laughs> damn it it was just it it was Simultaneously, both like very easy and convenient and almost on the nose that he is able to work through this so quickly. Yeah. And yet also makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because as soon as he has one shred of information, he is Harry Seldon with most of the, with all of the same brain power and just a few pieces of data missing.
0: So it's, he connects the dots. So he
1: connects the dots so quickly, and that actually makes sense. So I just, it was actually, they, I thought they executed this really well, and I thought the writing was good, and then, and, and then obviously brought to life by Jared Harris, who just kind of like crushes it as he's just kind of like, it, it just all happens, it just all clicks into place for him, and his kind of, his, uh, indignation that that he's the left hand is pretty is pretty funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Jared Harris. An unbelievable job, and one of the things like the I keep having my attention drawn to over these two episodes again is like the different representations of Harry Selden. Like when he pops out to
1: talk to Brother Constance's drunk dad, mm-hmm. who's all upset, he's in like a sleek black. But, yeah, this the, yeah vault vault Sel- has taken to wearing like an all black suit.
0: Like he looks like a god, kind of right. Like he, like uh, the way they present like Morgan Freeman in those Jim Carrey yeah, movies, right. right. And then you'll see him in other scenes where he's like discompopulated and wild-eyed and like he just like it's he's really good at putting on these different faces. So um, anyway, yes, watching Terminus Harry have all the wheels turn is, is really, really fun. And Selden or Salvor ends up telling Harry everything about what's happening on Ignis, right? And she tells Harry about Hober Mallow, Ignis. which it turns out is what causes Terminus Harry to call for the foundation to bring him Hober Mallow.
1: Yeah, so this this throws a bit of a curveball at us because it's it's affecting the timeline in a way that we did not totally realize was you, you, We had no idea. It skews it skews us from what we previously thro- thought was the was like this very linear storytelling. Like everything of- we're watching is yeah, happening it's kind at of once. happening at the same time or in succession um yeah. you know kind of how it's shown. And now we know that it's not and so that that's that's again going to take like some computing to like maybe put the pieces back together in a different in a different arrangement. I'm not totally sure that that it matters, but it it is interesting because basically now we know that what is happening on Ignis um, is is kind of like much earlier than where we are in the timeline with Empire.: Yes. So, yeah, because um, yeah, we see Harry right, not by a long, mar- not by a big margin, you know, but like maybe months, right, something like, something that. like that. So, just kind of interesting that they've been kind of telling that story a little bit behind where we are currently, and that we dr- then that, that we drop back for this big reveal to see that that, and this also touches on, this also brings up something that I was talking about last week, which is this whole this this very frequent idea of time travel with the whole butterfly effect type stuff right which is if you if you do something like Salvor does here which is kind of give information to somebody that's not supposed to have information so that he can stack the deck or make or an or affect something and then like and so then you're asking the question okay well so is that it was that kind of part of the psycho history that 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 we know that something like this is going to happen and this is all just as it was fated to be, or are you actually changing things, Right. which could then change everything else? Right. You know, and so it's, it's kind of chicken or egg. It's a paradox. It's a, it's, it's kind of a classic time travel trope, I would say, as but, you... but here it is right here. We've got one where Salvor goes in and like, they're not really supposed to do this. She's not supposed to tell him that he, that he's not supposed to know about the potential second foundation. Right. Re, uh, first Harry, Harry one said that. Right. That it's important that the first foundation doesn't know, and so it does does this whole does the Hobermallow thing. And I'm going to jump jump ahead a little bit, but does this little tidbit from Salvor create this this void that we're left with at the end of episode nine, where there's no foundation and there's not a there's there, there's no at the moment it, it's looking pretty bleak for any for any foundation. So. Yeah this was a big uh, and This is kind of a big deal Big moment Right here. Yeah Really
0: big moment here And the question we were asking last week And it may have been on Patreon Was kind of like So do Does something that these people do Create this mule character That's right. going to end up Being yeah. a huge problem in the future Yep yeah. And with the way things unfold In these two episodes Just to throw it out quickly We don't have to discuss it right now But like It did occur to me Oh I'm I'm betting the mule is one of these mentalics on this planet Mm. that's, like, left behind after we deal with Soldier Boy Tellem. Could be. So, yeah, this is a big, big moment in terms of, like, uh, the time travel stuff and the sci-fi stuff and just a really cool reveal that everything we've been seeing on Ignis is happening earlier in the story's timeline than what we've been seeing happen on Trantor. Right. Big twist. Uh, Brother Dusk... Ends up finding Rue sneaking into Demerzel's chambers, okay? And this is, like, the, the meatiest part of the episode for me. Rue tells Brother Dusk that Cloud Dominion has developed the ability to restore memories. So she actually has all of her memories from her time here on Trantor. She has been misleading him, and he's like, I thought we trusted each other. And she's like, no, you thought I trusted you. Mm. And uh, she asks Brother Dusk About how Demerzel came to serve Empire And all Brother Dusk can say Is she will always be here As she always has been And it's a weird moment at first When you're watching this scene unfold Because you're like well, That was a weird line And then he says it again And you're like okay What the fuck is going on here And then he says it again you're like oh my god And then she even points out Rue does like You're just as programmed As the robot Demerzel herself Right yeah. like itself yep. Excuse me um, but Dusk has zero memory of Demerzel's origin, which feels really problematic immediately. You're just like, okay, what the hell? And we've obviously delved into and dealt with the fact that these guys don't have all the memories they should have, that somebody's clearly been tampering with their shit, mm-hmm. and things start to come together pretty quickly here in episode eight. So uh, we've also got Brother Don and Serith, who do indeed go through with the plan to get pregnant with his child rather than rather than allowing Brother Day the honor. So, like, he flies off to deal with... Terminus, mm-hmm. and she goes ahead and pulls the trigger on this plan to carry Brother Dawn's child, right? And he does like the little. Removes his nanobots. Nanobot deal, which doesn't take long, but does look a little painful. Yeah. Um, and Queen Sereth points out to Brother Dawn that Empire, they're merely pawns, right? And Dimmerzel and is in fact the one running the show. And he seems like pretty immediately to have that click in his head as like, oh shit, that's, mm. that is true. <laughs> that is what is happening here. Yeah. Wow. Um, so Brother Dusk, the old one, finds a secret passageway behind one of the palace paintings. And this was a little, that whole way he discovered that,
1: I was just like, I don't, what the fuck just happened? He's well, like, wait a minute, this, this paint is supposed to be moving. <laughs> <laughs> he discovers it because he's telling us the story. Of the robot wars, right, right, yeah, and so he, going through the history with Rue, yeah, and so he goes over to the to the that that part that of piece it piece of the mural which kind of like depicts the robot wars in some way, shape, or form, with yeah, eight planets lining up or some shit like that, which is what like he saw might, like yeah.
0: on dimmerzel's desk when Rue was going yeah, through quarters yeah, right? It was all connected somehow, but and not in a way my be, P and, brain and, could and, understand.
1: And, uh, and again, using information from Episode Nine, but is that is that supposed to be like our solar system, maybe? it's a, it's because the, that that solar system i don't know about our solar system well because the robots came from earth just like the humans did, okay yeah. which is you know you know what i mean like yeah, that's yeah. which i also thought is just a very cool wrinkle is that the big scary robots who there's only one left of are like they all came from earth but it's almost like they're it's almost like the robots are the earth humans in now, a way yeah i don't know well they're the only kinda, ones that carry the knowledge of earth exa- yeah, exactly yeah exactly so that i thought that was kind of interesting um but yeah, so then then they see this this little little piece of paint that's not moving, and uh, next thing you know, we're in the secret passage. Somehow, right? fucking unlocks a yeah. massive secret portal, uh, which
0: we do deal with more in episode nine. But like, just to make sure we are clear on what Barrett just said, Brother Dusk explains to Rue and all of us watching the history of robots, their relationship to humans. How it all went wrong That robots once served humanity Humans were cruel to them Robots came to understand their station They wanted personhood recognized And then when it was not They resorted to violence So a robot broke the first law And murdered Emperor Benefos Which started a war between Not only robot and human But also o- robot, 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 and robot and robot So humans eventually won All robots were destroyed robots Except for robots. one Yeah <laughs> Robots <laughs> killing robots Except for one Dimmerzel. Um, which cues us up for Demerzel's origin story, which we, of course, get in episode nine. And the episode closes with a close-up of Demerzel's face, which is, like, revealing her to be the last empress, the episode's title reference, and also parallels the close-up of Brother Day's face that we get to end episode nine, mm. where it's him, like, in awe, smiling, taking in the destruction of mm-hmm. uh, Terminus. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: strong episode eight. Yeah. And Very strong. And, and essentially, like, the, the that big reveal at the end there, you know, is this, it, it tells us right there that Demerzel is essentially—she is actually Empire. She's in charge. That these—that that, that, the, the, that the point of the clones is to carry on the Cleon the of it all, but that she is the guiding constant, essentially. Right. That she is essentially always the one really in charge. Like which
0: we started, you know, you start to pick up the pieces over the uh, episode five, six, seven That something is really off with her And the more scenes they give you with her seemingly guiding Brother Day to the Mm -hmm. decisions that he makes Like it's it's not too big of a jump to know that we would get here Of course the why that we get in episode nine, the how, Mm -hmm. how did this come to be is extremely crazy Yeah And uh, so we'll get into that now. This bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. With chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Today's episode is brought to you by Factor with two kids under five at home and a business to run, and a total lack of cooking skills. I have been relying on and loving Factor all year long, but now during the insanity of the holiday season, I am more thankful for Factor than ever. Cross meal prepping off your list this holiday season with Factor. Skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up and get Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. If you're looking for calorie-conscious options over the holidays that don't skimp on flavor— Try delicious dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Or, need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during the holidays, try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash OCC50. And use code OCC50 to get 50% off. That's code OCC50 at factormeals.com slash OCC50 to get 50% off. So the penultimate episode of season two starts with a long flashback to 610 years ago when Cleon the first comes across the secret chamber that we saw at the end of episode eight. And it turns out, that chamber was hidden for thousands of years. And inside it is Dimmerzel, who has been separated into pieces and imprisoned. And this was another, like, very Westworld setup here. Like, the robot being segmented.
1: Yeah, yes. Um, and, all, I, and I actually, when we were talking about the robot story, the history of the robot wars and all that, it, it, that all reminded me very much of the kind of thing. One of the, the main themes of Westworld was... which was kind of revolved around like at what at what point does sentience make you a person? Does it make you human? Yes, right you yeah. know and, and how and, much
0: shit will a robot put up with before it before, turns on you? Yeah yeah right
1: exactly uh, and and so those are I think kind of constants in the in the sci-fi realm that we love to kind of try to wrap our arms around but uh, but yeah this also did you ever ever did you ever see the movie from like 1998 with Jennifer Lopez called the Cell? I remember it, but I don't think I saw it. Okay, I remember being very freaked out by it, but I was also like twelve or thirteen when I saw it, and probably shouldn't have been seeing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just couldn't resist that ass, but, though. <laughs> but there, even as a boy, um, but there was uh, there. There's a scene in in there where like a cow has been like dissected like this into oh. little like cross sections yeah. and then separated in glass Ooh. like that. Gnarly. And it and it reminded and that also is was something that I was reminded of here with this uh, with the visual here of Demerzel being um being imprisoned like that basically
0: I think the first movie that freaked me out robot wise was iRobot the will Smith one mm-hmm. um which I would note the will Smith iRobot robots look a lot like the ones that Tesla is like <laughs> creating as we speak so. Another thing to keep an eye on. Tight, tight. Anyway, it turns out Dimmerzel is, and this was really like a big, like mind-blowing thing to try to take on the math of this Dimmerzel story. She's 18,000 years old. Yeah, yeah. At the point we meet her in this flashback. And she got (laughs) trapped in this situation by an emperor after her robot army lost a battle. So that emperor, like, studied and tortured Demerzel in this little cell uh, before eventually dying and leaving her trapped there for another 5,000 years until Cleon I arrived as a small boy.
1: Yeah, and I would—let's uh, also just, before we move on from the way that she's trapped here, you know, I, I talked last week about the, what type of hold or ability the Cleons have over her. And and potentially the ability to kill her. And a, potentially yeah. the ability to kill her. And I think we're. Th- this just made me think about how difficult it must be to actually kill these robots. Even though they did, even though the humans did seem to do have it won, the, to war. won yeah. the war, But like the only way to keep this thing from being itself and reconnecting all of its parts is to literally keep all of its parts separate from one another in like a frozen still frame you know what i mean yeah i mean like, she she mentions what i thought was that's pretty wild
0: a really important line she said that the emperor was at least in part studying her because she may be the key to making more of her kind mm-hmm. so it's like the guy who won the robot wars was basically like okay but we may need these later on yeah how can we keep one alive but also totally harmless yeah and the only way to do that was to <laughs> chunk her into f- 15 different pieces in yeah. this strange hidden cell right. behind a fucking moving painting. Yeah. A lot to process there. Yeah. Um, so over time, Cleon first, you know, he starts off as a little boy, and he keeps going down there and visiting Demerzel. And I guess he has no fucking friends or family to spend time with. It's just him and this yeah. freaky, chopped-up robot. And for decades... She tells him stories about the robot wars, the human home planet of Earth, which as we've mentioned is like a myth at this point. Right. Um, all kinds of crazy shit, and they like become friends. And eventually, when he rolls in as looking like what we now know as Brother Day, she's she sees a window to manipulate Cleon the First and she starts getting really erotic with her storytelling. Starts telling him all the sexy stories. Yeah, yeah she's basically yeah. feeding him, like, verbal porn <laughs> and, and, until he's so <laughs> horny for robots that he can't take it anymore. Um, which was, was hilarious and also kind of sad, just yeah, like for him. Yeah. But uh, eventually, we see Cleon return to the cell looking like the Brother Dusk version of himself. And he has spent years, it turns out, searching the galaxy for a way to free Dimmerzel from her robot prison and he ends up doing so he frees her but only for a moment is she truly free which they they really make sure you understand like mm-hmm. and here in this one scene she could have snapped his neck and and run off yeah but she didn't do it for one reason or another and then uh, she fails to capitalize on it and he slaps some new hardware into her neck that prevents her from ever harming him which is just... Interesting, because we've literally seen, seen her, her snap murderers. one of their necks, yes. Yep, Brother yep. Dawn,
1: yep. in season one. Yep, So I'm not sure exactly Don't, how that, that works. Right. We do have to reconcile that. And uh, maybe we'll get a little bit more information about what she can and cannot do in the finale. The, the, the only thing that I can think of is that maybe at any one point with the programming, the one that she cannot hurt is Day. Maybe, maybe. And maybe yeah. she can maybe she can hurt the other two if it serves the empire or something like that. But I'm st- you're still kind of having to like write that out yourself and kind of jump through a hoop to get there. Yeah. So it, it yes, it's strange. I'm sure everybody thought about that. Well, like we've literally seen her kill a Cleon. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Not sure what that's about, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for, for the explanation there. But, yeah. At uh, least at
0: this yeah. initial point, we are told she can harm other people, but not empire, right? Yeah. Not Cleon the first, and she, like, essentially is his slave now. And he does seem to love her in some sick way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, Cleon I tells Demerzel all about his plans to create the genetic dynasty that we now know and love. Telling her that she will, by all rights, serve as Empire herself, mm-hmm. basically. That she's going to be, like, the protector and mother secretly running the Empire through all these clones. Uh, as his, like, one real heir. Right? Like she's Cleon the First heir essentially and also permanent prisoner. Yeah. Um so all along, according to this flashback, obviously, everything that we have seen unfold on this show has been Dimmerzell actually running things Pulling through strings, these clone dudes.
1: Manipulating them, pushing them, guiding them. Yes, yes. So, the strong hand behind their back,
0: yeah. And like, we're seeing all this unfold in this flashback visually. And isn't it the hologram of Cleon the First that's explaining the story to Brother Dusk and Rue in present day? Yeah, right? Yep, and when he's done telling the story, he's like. And now you
1: can't leave, and just like now you're trapped. Now, now they're imprisoned yeah. where
0: she yeah. was once imprisoned. Yeah, right?
1: and I, I think you know we we kind of commented earlier on the in, on in the season how kind of out of nowhere it was that like oh Cleon the first his memory is still intact and still exists. You can go in interact way, with and this You can cat. go interact yeah. with him, and it was kind of like down here in the dungeon, it, it, kind of a. Pulling the curtain back and oh, here's here's Oz, right? right. Like kind of type of thing. Definitely. Like, it just, but I think it spoke to and maybe uh, lent the possibility of that, like his memory is more fully intact than we actually even know, and that 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 even it's he still has a relationship with Demerzel. I think. Yeah. The OG Cleon. Yeah, I think Through the OG through through this intact memory, basically. I think the OG
0: Cleon, like, they touch on it at one point. They're like, you're not allowed to have, like, artificially intelligent, you know, like, legacy mm, or whatever anymore. That's right, anymore. that's right. Well, it seems like that's exactly what he has. Okay. Because well, like, this well, is him down there, not in some pre-programmed response thing. Like, right. he's full-on telling a story to these two slab dicks and then locking them in there.
1: But but that is a good note because then I, I was saying that out loud and I was like, okay, well why what then why isn't he more prominent? If he wanted to be the the showrunner forever essentially. Like why didn't he just like wouldn't there be a way to have his memory kind of exist in perpetuity as well? Right. And maybe that's maybe you just answered it is because it's not you're not actually allowed to like have this artificial intelligence legacy.
0: I mean, I think that's part of it. I also think he is running things yeah, in perpetuity. Yeah. He's running them through Dimmerzel. Yeah. But and maybe this answers our other question: Like, right? Can she he kind of can he program her still? Like, Dimmerzel can't kill him. Yeah. She can kill any of these clone fuckers. <laughs> maybe. But so. she can't maybe kill so. him. Yeah. I also love what the show is doing. Like the depth of this entire conversation that Foundation is bringing to light here gets so much crazier over this three-episode stretch here at the end, <laughs> where like now you've got. You've got multiple hologram deities like running the show in different places. Yeah, Between yeah. like Harry and Cleon the First down here, you've got Dimmerzel as a fucking robot. <laughs> there are multiple Harrys, it turns out. By the way, one of the Harrys has a body that he was given by the ghost of a mathematician on some fucking random planet. <laughs> like it is absolute chaos. Yeah, yeah. And it is ghosts pulling the strings everywhere, right? Like people who aren't even alive anymore
1: are running the show. Well, and that ha- I mean, that you've got to think that that's an intentional message of the show. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what, we, that's that, what we've that, got that going we on essentially down there. Abide by, we abide by societal rules and regulations set forth for us by the ghosts of dead men who, who no, long, no longer exist. And you can relate that to religion or you can relate that to the founding fathers of the U.S. Constitution, right? Yep. There's like a m- million different ways you can go with that that we just kind of like blindly follow – what was given to us by people that haven't been here for hundreds of years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: wild. Yeah. So Brother Day, for just, just to
0: reflect, the scenes there at the beginning of this episode, the flashback, watching present day Dusk and Rue get locked in that room, this was powerful shit. Like, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> Unreal. Now to leave that situation. Brother Day arrives on Terminus, and he finds that the Church of Scientism— is actually an armory <laughs> creating personal auras, which the foundation has just like been handing out like hotcakes to their to their allies. It's like, you get an aura, you get an aura,
1: like Oprah. Um, yeah, okay. T- talk to me about this this whole scene. Yeah. Uh, I, Day feels some type of pull to the church, or, right. or notices it, or it's given him a, he thinks it's sus, basically. Uh, they got a heat
0: reading on it. Okay. So right. they were like, oh, clearly some shit is going on in okay. there.
1: And so- he goes down there with, um, let's say, not the absolute worst intentions. Um, right. <laughs> not good ones either. But, but he goes down there and essentially is like, I- I'm going to let y'all surrender and accept whatever terms we give you. And I won't explode your planet, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes into this church, which is a bunch of science people making stuff. And it kind of looks bombish. There's like, like, I for sure, I I thought Paul Ivarasov, when he picks up that thing and like puts the iron in it, he's like, and the, 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 not the warden, but the Presidente or whatever, he's like, I've got the iron! The director? The director, yeah. Right. those are really suspicious. Like, I they thought all they start were, engaging I, in the yes, act. and everybody's kind of like giving like these little furtive glances to each other, and I was like, are they about to explode a bomb? Are they going to just gonna blow, gonna this, do, blow this guy up? Yeah, suicide, suicide to kill suicide this dude. to kill, to kill Day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like the thing, he's like, alchemy! Big whoop or whatever. Right. Didn't understand that. Didn't I? Didn't know what was significant <laughs> to anybody, to either party, to either side. Yeah. On the fact that they can turn iron into gold. Well, they were trying to trick him into seeing. Th- like they but were trying to what say, "This doing. is what we're doing in here." Okay.
0: We take iron and we turn it into gold. Okay. But in reality, what they're doing is making the auras. Which he like all he has to do to figure that okay. out is knock okay. over a
1: fucking box. Got- okay. That's okay. filled with auras. Now, okay. Now I'm following. Now I'm following. So they're creating that a was, weapon. That was. They were trying to fake it. That that's what they're doing in there is turning iron into gold. So
0: when like when the director jumps in and he's like, "I've got iron," (laughs) I was also like, "What the fuck is he acting like that for?" And that lady's like chanting in the background. You're like, Uh "Okay, that was everyone in there jumping in and joining in to the to the the, the, to the ruse, the show that Polly puts on, right?" Okay, all right. And they all know about this show because it's the show they put Mm -hmm. on on other planets
1: to convince people to join the foundation. Okay, and in reality, all they're doing is making these auras and potentially other armory type. But I think the most important thing is the auras
0: because only the emperor is supposed to have those. If you've got an aura, you're You're hard to hurt. You're really tough to kill. Yeah, and an army of people wearing auras would be extremely problematic for empire. So yeah, it does seem like that's the whole plan.
1: That's what inflames him
0: so. Yes, he flips yeah. the fuck out okay. once he realizes, like, holy shit. What they're doing, yeah. You you rebel fuckers. Okay, yeah. all right, got it. Um, So he freaks out, he stabs one of Constance's dads, the director the of the director. foundation. He orders the capture of the scientists and the execution of everyone else in the church. And then, before leaving Terminus, he remembers, like, oh yeah, Harry Seldon's over there in that vault. <laughs> I'm gonna go visit him. Yeah. And he enters Harry Seldon's vault, followed by Dimmerzel, which was just another scene where I was like, "We're really doing this right now. <laughs> just, you guys didn't have enough going on this episode yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, going, to the, going into the vault so another like one I couldn't look away from here, this scene where like Harry Seldon seems to know that Dimmerzel is actually the one running the show. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he seems fully aware like this robot chick is is the actual yeah. problem I need to deal with. And kind of disregards Brother Day, mostly speaking to Demerzel instead. He offers Demerzel the prime radiant in an effort to help her understand the Foundation's grand plans to save humanity, which she seems seems to grasp. I just don't... I don't know why she would give a shit about saving humanity. Humanity Mm -hmm. wiped out her entire race, except for her. Um, But... For whatever reason, Harry Seldon seems to believe that if he can get Demerzel like on his side somehow, or you know, mm-hmm. at least seeing things from his perspective, that that would be helpful. Brother Day again, again throws like a tantrum as his insignificance grows more and more apparent, and he like threatens to destroy all of Terminus if Harry will
1: not admit his math to be flawed. Yeah, which of ba- course he will not do. Basically, the way that I was you know understanding this is that this this particular Cleon is desperate for real legacy. He yeah. wants to be looked at as somebody that that enacted change. Right. And therefore kind of like subverted psycho history. They couldn't account for me. Yeah, that was a great line. You know, basically and like is is really really taken down like harshly. When Seldon basically says, "I've met outliers," you like you're not one. You, Gale, yeah, Salvor, yeah, like these are outliers, basically, and like you're you're not. One. You don't matter. You don't you don't matter, and like you're you're just like all the rest. Um, you're a big fat nothing burger. Yeah, and like yeah, uh, he's like it, quiet down. The grown ups are talking. <laughs> it's brutal. I mean, you watch you
0: watch Brother Day get absolutely psychologically destroyed yeah. here yeah. in this
1: episode. Uh, and 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 that was, but that was the offering is to essentially all Harry had to do was be like, yeah, sure. You matter. Uh, the numbers may not have taken you into account and maybe you switching things up and like not having any more clones and like marrying the Sarath chick. Like, yeah, maybe it changes things. Yeah. But he didn't, but he doesn't cause he can't, because he says that's like, again, like that's just not, you know, he's sticking to his guns here. No deal and 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 seals the fate of terminus, which is all very interesting because uh you know you gotta like again, like the kind of the constant kind of thought in the back of your mind with any of these major things that happen is you know are it, you're kind of a, you're almost asking the same question the day is like is this what's just supposed to happen? is this was what is foretold or prognosticated in the psycho history or is this a total aberration and and one of these crises that's throwing us all into to to different chaotic paths, yeah. So, and I have no idea. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I have no fucking clue. But it is very fun to watch. Um, so yeah, yeah, another another wild wild scene where we've got all the big guns really having it out in the vault. In the vault, <laughs> which
0: is, I, I would remind you, has Hover the... Mallow's poopoo poo poo in it. <laughs>
1: Don't don't forget People forget that that. They do They
0: do Very important aspect of the vault Which may or may not exist anymore Well let's get to that in a second Uh, Before they leave Harry tells Demerzel That the future is invented every second And he calls on her to invent a better one Seems like he's really trying to empower This robot lady Mm -hmm. Which we're all fucking terrified of As like the big bad main villain of the show at this point So it's really confusing and contradictory So Brother Day and Demerzel exit the vault. I would note we do not see them leave or the end of their convo. It kind of like just cuts to like Demerzel and Day walking Walking like 200 yards further away from the Mm -hmm. vault than you would expect. And he orders General Rios to bring the Invictus, the ship that the Foundation apprehended last season on, you know. He wants them to crash this fucking thing into Terminus and destroy both the ship and the entire planet of Terminus together. Yep. And this is complicated because in disarming the Invictus so that they could even do this, Bel Rios' husband, Glewin, crash-landed on Terminus. So bringing the ship down on the planet would mean General Rios killing his own husband. And they do get one last opportunity to talk to each other where Glewin insists that Rios has no choice but to do it. He's like, the the galaxy is better off with you in charge of this lunatic's army than otherwise. Which is hard to disagree with. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm because... It's like if you're going to talk about things you could see coming, like, you know, Demerzel being more than meets the eye, Mm -hmm. you got to see Bel Rios eventually flipping to the other side coming, right? One million percent. Like, this just is the nail in the coffin. We've been feeling this for a while, but like, without a doubt. At this point, yeah. you gotta know that dude is going to be like, in some way, shape, or form, yeah. the leader of the rebellion.
1: And I, and you know, and it's okay when when shows and films telegraph stuff like this, as long as it feels earned. And I think it does. I feel Definitely. like they, they spent a lot of time with Belrios Rios and Glewin throughout this season. Yep, um, they invested. They they invested. They absolutely did. And this this is a uh, well performed, well acted by both by both uh, Bel Rios and and the actor who's playing Glaywin. Uh It's heart wrenching. They make you feel it. It sucks. It's, Dude. it's tragic. Brutal. Uh, and, and, but Gleiwen at the same time is right. Like there's, you, you don't really have a choice here because we're either both going to die and you're going to punish and you're going to get punished as well. And somebody's going to fill your shoes. Just like you've always said, right. and carry out all of these, this, you know, these despicable orders anyway, or you can have some control of what happens by, by, by staying in your position. And that, so it's, you know, it's, uh but but yes to answer your question yeah we are headed towards a Bel rios uh yeah badass tour tour a turn not a heel turn whatever the opposite of a, of a of a heel turn is yeah a yeah. face turn
0: um no this was i mean it was powerful stuff and uh it just it was t- i mean it's tough to watch cuz they have invested so much in these two guys over the season and and th- this they've been driving us toward this moment for a while and we finally get it here and
1: yeah it was, there, it was there, brutal you know we've seen planets destroyed in star wars as well um yeah and again like the difference between star wars which is mostly made for kids and a little bit for adults and like a show like this which is pretty categorically made for for adults this is a lot more grown up is, i don't want to piss off the star wars people but yeah well yeah i mean and, and I, look, we we've sit here and we've sat here and praised something like Andor, you know, oh, yeah. over and over and over again for for elevating to this type of level where there are real stakes and people matter and like
0: and it's not so simplistic, it's, it's, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and so the fact that we've spent nearly two seasons kind of getting to know everybody on Terminus, knowing this is our home base, knowing this is like where the foundation was supposed to be, it, having Constance's two dads there, having Polly down there on the ground having the vault there which was has been super special through 19 episodes like like all, all of that we we were just there for th- for 30 minutes watching people you know build auras and live life and and yep. everything and then to watch this essentially you know 3 mile long nuclear bomb like drop into the planet experience a singularity and implode the entire thing is like very very fucked up it's it that that was that that was a tough watch yeah you know i mean like for for things that fall outside of the realm of just like straight up murder and gore and like you know gratuitous stuff like that like outside of that type of stuff which is kind of just objectively hard to watch right um this was they 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 really did they really did this and they went all the way and you and you felt it um and and then they just rubbed salt in the wound with psychopath day uh, standing there on the bridge, smiling and 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 enjoying yeah. the entire thing. Uh, um, dude,
0: I also love the layer they gave Bel Rios and Glewin that, like, you have to remember, Bel Rios was on a penal colony. He thought Glewin was dead for six years. Yeah. So they've kind of already experienced losing each other. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which I think, in the end, backfired because it makes it easier for them to both make the sacrificial decision here. Like, Bell Rios is like, well, I've already lived six years of my life thinking this person was dead on some right. level. Glaywin has to feel the same way from the opposite stance. And yeah. that, I think that that made it even more powerful. But, um, yeah, so before the destruction on Terminus, by the way, really quickly, Dimmerzell senses, like, some danger, which I assumed was in the form of a message from Cleon the Um who has just captured
1: Brother Dusk and Rue, right? Yeah, not really quickly. This is maybe... Maybe one of the more important scenes of the entire episode, and it's actually the only one that I went back and rewatched with the subtitles on to make sure that I oh, yeah? that I gathered everything, because it felt super important. Yeah. Um.
0: She ends up, uh, like, abandoning Brother Day yes. so that he has to destroy Terminus
1: alone. She and- pulls the Patrick Bateman, I have to return some videotapes. Exactly. And just, like, bails. But but, she, not, but, but not before, before she bails,
0: she <laughs> completely dismantles his co- psyche.
1: Cooks this dude, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: She's uh, she tells him that she only instigated a sexual relationship with him in an effort to manipulate him into making the right choices because he was a dingbat. Yeah, like somebody
1: needed to try to get you to do shit not so poorly. To got yeah to got yeah. She had apparently she kind of makes like an absentee father excuse. Yeah, you know, or absentee parent. She's like uh, the both parents can be absentees. Um, and she's like, you know, I had to do this a lot when you were young, and it's my fault, and I let you kind of like go off the the beaten path. And she she says you're uncertain in in mind and morals. Yeah. Right you have uncertainty. She's in mind, basically like in you're morals. a piece of shit. And I and but I don't know what that means. Does that mean he doesn't have conviction either way, or his morals are shit, or, or what? I think he's just you know worth I mean? like to her. He's worthless. And so the the se- she initiated this sexual relationship to try to. Gain more, you know, more, more hand. Yeah. Uh, and and that didn't work. And then she tells him that he's a lost cause. He's never gonna change. Go do your thing. Uh, I got I got to get back to Trantor and deal with some shit. Which you, I, which I, I was just thinking while wow, we've been having this d- discussion right here and now, was thinking about what that could have been. Your thought is a good one that she's like mentally triggered by a communication from Cleon. But I also was like. She's watching him make this decision, and which I think she decidedly thinks is the wrong one. Right. Right. It, no, definitely it, thinks it's the wrong one. Is she now racing back to uh, kill Queen Seraph? Is is what I'm wondering. It's another option. So that, certainly. that's another thing that popped in my mind. It's like, oh wait, okay. Is she now just like, okay, now I got to do what I got to do. Enough is enough. Yeah. Because uh, that's you know that's another question that we've had is why has she kind of been putting up with all this humoring, shit, yeah, sure. humoring this this end of the Cleonic dynasty. She also calls Brother Day a
0: sperm being led around by his Ooh. tail, and that he's mistaking random motion for complexity. Yeah, I thought the Tough. the spiel she hits him with was almost like like I'm I'm done with you. Yeah, like you don't provide me with any values. So the other thing that popped into my head here when she's like, I got to go return some videotapes. Peace. She doesn't want anything to do with this. He is basically dead to her. There, there's more of him. Like, is she just like, fuck this one. I'm on to the next one. I'll try to do the next brother day better. Like, maybe I go decant another one. You right. know what I'm yeah, saying? So, like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of options here yeah. <laughs> for why Demerzel decides to leave him so abruptly. Mm-hmm. But it did almost feel like she, like, went to the earpiece. No, like she, she was, was like, like yeah. what was that? Okay, gotta go. Yeah. And, and then it, she hits him with all this brutal shit that she otherwise I don't think would have said. Yeah. Right. She clearly has been thinking all of this for a while, but she finds this opportunity to unload it on him and kind of cut the cord between them.
1: Yeah, that, that little pause that we see from her where she where something registers like yeah. another another read you could potentially have is that just like everything that she just kind of heard and discussed with Harry Selden is kind of like clicking clicking into place. Um that could be kind of what she's, yep, that she's, could be it too. she's realizing. But, but yeah, something, some, a a switch kind of flips there in that moment. We don't know what it is yet, but she, but it immediately makes her essentially like end this relationship. Yeah, almost, dude, like a breakup. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that, that was, uh, that was rough going, but it certainly seals Terminus' fate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, I mean, it was another, it was another incredible scene though, too, in terms of like, if you're sitting there as a viewer that you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it was another holy shit scene. So Invictus crashes into Terminus, destroys the planet, destroys the first foundation, kills Polly off and brother Constance's dads and okay. everyone else. And everybody else on Terminus who's living yeah. there, destroying the vault? Question mark. Like we I that was the you know as you're watching Polly, he's mm. like sitting there like accepting his fate and the planet's exploding behind him rolling towards him or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. The vault seemed pretty fucking important to me. Right. Like, is that thing also (laughs) blowing up here? Like, what the hell is happening? And to be frank, I don't remember shit from the finale of this. (laughs) So I'm literally asking. Like, I
1: don't know what the fuck is happening here. If if there is anything on the planet that can somehow make it through a singularity and a nuclear implosion of the entire planet, you got to think it would be the vault, which has all sorts of... Mystical, mysterious, mathematical and scientific properties that it allow it to expand, contract, change shape, all sorts of send out a weird wave wall thing. Yeah, all, that all it's sorts got. of yeah. weird stuff. So it can would, also fry people. I would not be surprised if if the vault just kinda like packs up and shoots itself off into space heads, or something heads from. Somewhere a, else. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance that it, it saves Polly Verisov and I and... I think Polly is, is a goner.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> Drunken little goofball um, So that was it for Terminus Which was terminated Then over on Ignis Which we haven't even touched on With, no, the, with regard to no. episode 9 Because frankly the, the Terminus or, I'm sorry the Ignis story For episode 9 can be told in like Three sentences Yes. And uh, so with the help of Terminus Harry Seldon Salvor James Harden is able to Escape her physical and mental prison And stop Soldier Boy Tellum from Body Jumping into Gale and what was a pretty rudimentary little fucking cult, uh, you know. Yeah, real old school. I mean, just laying down on a table, they got some sand paintings atop them mm-hmm. that when those match up, everybody's fucked or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which like part of my questioning about this whole thing here is like, did Tellum somehow partially get end some power up surviving this situation? Like I I'm you know, we see Harry beat her to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did she somehow maybe get into Gail's mind a little bit? Because we did see their fo- the pictures above them did end up matching, right? And a like co- a couple of times, I think
1: there's at least a few because seconds there where she could have uh, accomplished they're, they're, something. They're, they're going through the the chant basically, right? The ritual, yeah. and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. now open your eyes so that I can have your sight, and it's like dun 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 dun, and then like the pictures match up. Yeah. It's like transfer, you know, the file. The file is in Tellum. Um, yeah, and, then, and G- she's
0: controlling Gail for a few seconds yeah, there yeah, too, yeah. where Gail's like fighting off Salvor because then, this lady's in charge.
1: Yeah, and they go through that, and it's like it gives her sight, and now I have your health, and now I have your your body, your your your, your, your hearing, and then your bot, and then like the body is the last one, I think. Yeah, it like doesn't quite all the way go through, but yeah, she's existing in there, and um, fortunately, all it takes to re- to remove the. Um, you know, the, the demon, as it were, from Gail's body. To exercise the is, demon? Is one hard pimp slap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> one hard <laughs> pimp slap to the face. <laughs> That's Ignis. <laughs> um, so, a long escape scene ensues here, and the body inhabiting Harry Selden, the one that has a body, right? That we believe to be drowned, right? Shows up and, and beats Tellum to death. In a very violent bludgeoning scene.
1: Yeah, this all this all saves the day. This all gets super tense and actiony. Salvor, uh, you know, has to sends Gale into the to the beggar, but then has to defend. She got to redo she, that whole fight, got a whole battle with uh, with with Hugo. That's not Hugo, right? Uh, Again, and and meanwhile, Telum somehow gets into the beggar too because she's a with all sorts of superpowers because she just she gets all the powers her, from everybody that she Her excuse was
0: we know the uh, land really well. <laughs> it's like okay, we didn't need that line. I'll just uh, take it for what it is.
1: Props to tell him, though for getting more psycho every single episode. Yeah, she was great. They really did a nice job of building her up. Uh, you know, and I know that, like, we've seen this before, and, and, like, the cult leader, who's, like, really charismatic at first, like, gets crazy more psycho every single episode. But they did a nice job just kind of, like, getting a little bit more sinister every single time. Rachel House
0: was the Rachel actress. House, there you yeah, go. She crushed it. Uh,
1: and, and, yeah, Rachel House is all the way, or Tell him is all the way, like, on the warpath now. She's going to beat the shit out of and murder everybody. Um, Salvor sort of helps, but then she, like, gets in the mix. She gets knocked around, too, or something like that. yeah. And then out of nowhere, he also knows the land very well. He does. Is zombie Harry (laughs) Seldon, apparently not drowned, um, who smashes her skull in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With some type of bludgeoning tool. Yeah. And that
0: was it for (laughs) Tellem. I didn't see that coming. Like, I didn't see a lot of this episode coming. And
1: uh, And and that was it. and And then sits down and hits us with the, I never liked her. Yeah. Which was another, (laughs) you can only get away
0: with a cheesy line like that in a super fucking badass episode of TV. So I I was, like, able to write it off, but it did occur to me, like, (laughs) we didn't need that one either. The same way we didn't need the line from uh, Tell Him About How She Got There. But all in all, like, this two-episode stretch between eight and nine. Wild shit, I mean, this is, I'm not saying it's, like, the best
1: that TV can possibly achieve, but this was great this was great TV it was really 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 good I, I, I've so I've watched two episodes of the new season of Fargo now um so I think and I think there's three out with a fourth coming middle of this week and I know I kind of exclaimed about it on on patreon on Thursday about how like it's the first show that's like really kind of like knocked my socks off in a few months here and I think it's one of the, the the first episode especially is one of the best things i've I've seen on TV all year and I think uh, like and, and so obviously I'm kind of comparing and contrasting it to this show here, Foundation, which which we're covering in depth and really really enjoying as well. And I think like Fargo is 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 doing something really like kind of unique and interesting and maybe kind of subverting my expectations, even though it's following a, a bit of a formula. Foundation is just like executing this this type of sci-fi material at an extremely high level, you know, like like and I I and and so I think maybe like. The difference is that that I feel like I've seen more of this, whereas Fargo feels a little newer and fresher because it's been a minute since something like, since they since since somebody executed on this type of storytelling really well. Yeah. Well, you and I quit on the last season because it wasn't good. Did. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 this yeah, this four four episode run of Foundation has been really, really good as well. Extremely enjoyable. Um great twists, great reveals, good writing. They're focusing on things that are super interesting. I love that we're getting the Demerzel backstory. What's happening on Ignis is is, is also very cool um, and, and, and and like I kind of like you know said at the beginning of the podcast is leaving us in an incredible place where <laughs> all of a sudden, there's no foundation. yeah, which is nuts heading into the finale of season two, not what you expected. I bet from a show called Foundation. I thought we'd have two foundations uh, <laughs> at this point. We've we de- just lost we de- one. We were definitely on the path. We towards, have none no, two right foundations. now. Foundations and I, yeah, like it, it's, yeah, it's just so interesting because, I because we're asking those questions about the psychohistory now and about you know, it, it, is the path changing? Is psychohistory accurate? Because Harry's plan is just kind of getting foiled at every step of the way. He thought he needed two foundations, and now to, for all of this to go correctly, yeah. And now he has zero. And the thing that's really like messing with me, rolling into the finale,
0: we watch the scene where Salvor goes to the vault and visits Vault Harry, and and he's like, "No, don't, don't tell me, I'm not supposed to know stuff." <laughs> all right, tell me, tell me, I can't, I can't, I can't, I need to know. Tell yeah, me, tell me, yeah, tell me, tell me, right. Like he he delves into the space with them, yeah, like. And that's, we've seen time and again that he's like, don't give me knowledge, you know, or like he's spoken about how you could accidentally alter things. He's told, um, Gale point blank, I know you want to save Salvor and keep this mule thing from happening, mm-hmm. but that's not how it works. But then he's here working with Salvor to escape from this fucking mind prison thing so that he can go out and then showing up and, right. and right. the Harry that we see beat, tell him to death is a completely different Harry than the one that she was interacting with in the vault to get out of the fucking mind prison, like it's just there's a lot. It's tight. There's though. a whole lot, and it is tight. This is the stretch of the show that got me like, all right, we have
1: to do this show because I was like, it's gotten so good, it just has. Well, it's- and I and I have a far greater understanding for why people are are more bullish on season two than they are in season yeah. one because this this type of storytelling is addictive and like it gets all your wheels turning and it's simultaneously asking a bunch of real real really cool questions that are that are you know very like like kind of existential like, Def- like hugely the, existential like the stuff that we were talking about earlier with 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 society being guided by the by the, the hands of of dead men and ghosts um as well as just like really cool plot questions about a story that we're now very inv- that we're now heavily invested in so it's 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 operating at a really high level and uh i, I mean i'm has this been renewed for season three? By the way, yeah, we I'm, know? I'm pretty confident okay. it has been because uh, I'm going to be exceptionally disappointed if it's not. Uh, I hope that, yeah, people, people, we, we, I'm glad that we're being torchbearers for this show because I know, I know, we've gotten people that may not have watched that may not have, you know, cho- uh, made the choice to watch this show to watch it, and we need more of that. We need the word of mouth because I think that this show could have an even greater audience.
0: Season three is is good. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, it says, as of September, yet to be renewed season three. But I have to imagine, there's no fucking way. Like Apple TV has so much money, man. There's no way they walk away from this thing while it's gaining as much momentum as it has and while we we are covering it here on the greatest TV podcast in the world. Yeah. Uh, One note on Fargo season five I have watched, I believe, three. And I think there's like one more out than I expected or maybe they do the thing on Hulu where they show you They just show you the ah, yeah, trickery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's trickery. All right. Yeah. So we got another one coming Wednesday. Trickery. John Ham with nipple rings.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, it was t- Yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked it. It's it's great. <laughs> no, also it's... Sh- shouts to Joe Curie. Who's that? He's Steve from uh Holy Stranger shit. Things? I knew I recognized that dude. Yeah. That's him. With sh- with no crazy 80s hair Yeah, and he's yeah, doing that yeah. Like kind of a Minnesota accent. He's kind of like a like he's kind of a douchey badass, but maybe not that badass. Well, but we've all run into a cop. Exactly. That's kind who, of a hardo, but not that hard. It's like, "Come on, guy." Yeah. Right. Like yeah. You,
0: you were you just couldn't wait to become a cop exactly. when you got bullied in high school, huh? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Per- he's perfect for that. Love uh lo- love what he's doing. Um yeah, that 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 show is hitting hard right now too. It's very very good. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel as strongly as you did about episode one, and when I, as I got through two and three, I was like, God damn, this is Fargo is back, is yeah. what I'm saying. I, I think I I responded to to episode one so well because I'm always, you know, and I'm I I compared it to some of the episodes in season one of True Detective. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you can make a one hour episode of television feel like the coolest movies, yeah, I, I'm like that. Uh, Two thumbs up! What an accomplishment! Yeah, because that 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 the, that episode, by and large, didn't do a ton, as far as the It was pretty straightforward plot wise, right? Yeah. Right, you know, but it's just enthralling. Lady gets kidnapped and goes on like this crazy mission, and then she's kind of a Rambo, and you're like, "What the hell is happening? Yeah, what but the like, fuck is this? But just you know, the guy having the Anton and sugar haircut in the you know yeah. even it was just all. So it all just worked for me and I was like, this is, this is, and my, my palms were sweating the entire time. You know, it like got to me. So that's, it, it triggered all sorts of responses and I, I I just. When your fiance's feet. Yeah. uh, My, (laughs) my hands, her feet. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, More fuck. You have to go to Patreon if you want. Yeah. If you want to understand that joke. If you want all the foot talk. If If you want want me me talking feet. feet feet, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Getting real horned up (laughs) and you got to go over to patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. There's also the supernatural shit is getting completely out of control. It's the last thing I'll say about Fargo. Okay. patreon.com slash oysters clams cockles later this week barrett and i will talk about the house of the dragon season two teaser trailer we'll talk about true detective night country's new trailer and we will further digest and discuss foundation season two episodes eight and nine with hotline calls from the mollusk militia there on patreon.com slash oysters clams cockles join us don't miss it you'll regret it for the rest of your life if you do support our sponsors Today we had Factor, factormeals.com slash OCC50. Use code OCC50 to get 50% off. For more from me, Ross Boland, listen to the Ross Boland podcast wherever podcasts are played. For more from Barrett, follow him on social media. At Barrett Dudley on Instagram is the best place that is where the best he place. puts up all his stuff That's and his correct. stories and such. Follow me at wr Boland. Go to bolandmedia.com slash shop to grab yourself some OCC merch for the holiday season. We've got Succession-themed stuff, House of the Dragon-themed stuff, the White Lotus-themed stuff, all kinds of good stuff in there. BowlinMedia.com slash shop. Just click on Oysters, Clams, Cockles once you're in there, and you'll see all the OCC merch. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Those of you on YouTube, we appreciate you. Until next time, please respect and enjoy the podcast.